The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And this is the Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening. Now, Saoirse Ronan has been uh, in the news this week, bemoaning the fact she was unable to fulfil her role in the upcoming Barbie movie. There was a whole character I was going to play, another Barbie. I was gutted I couldn't do it, she told People magazine. And it got us thinking about other films, which had to be recast on the fly, or how your favourite movies and lead characters might have turned out differently had the original actors been persisted with. Well, joining me now is John Farley, presenter of Screen Time, of course, here on News Talk. John, where do you want to start? Well, do you know what? I thought this one might shock a lot of people. Uh, O.J. Simpson was originally planned to be the Terminator. No way. I'll I'll just let that hang there. Yeah. There's a great documentary called Made in America, OJ, Made in America. And it's hard to underestimate how popular a guy he was when his football career ended. He was doing punditry, but he was also in these Hertz ads for car rental. And there's a famous scene of him running through an airport and... They used to say, run, OJ, run. Now, that became horrifically ironic years later. But he was huge. And they wanted him to play the Terminator. Uh, And it got quite close by all accounts. But Cameron, in the end, just didn't, uh, that's James Cameron, didn't think, you know, he'd be believable enough as a robot. And if you want someone who's robotic, well, (laughs) there's only one man in town, really, and that's Arnie. And in a way, the Terminator, and I think this is by popular consensus, is Schwarzenegger's best role because it's the one where he had to do the least acting and act on his his brawn. And, you know, the Terminator movies became, you know, franchise hell. But the first one's actually a very dark kind of cult classic. That's a great movie and it's by far Schwarzenegger's best role, I'd suggest. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because as we're talking about here is how movies might have been different. Think about yeah. careers as well. Yes. Would we know yeah. about Schwarzenegger if it hadn't been for those Terminator movies, the first Terminator no, movie? N- not to the same extent. I mean, he had done some stuff like, you know, uh, Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonja. God awful movie. So, no, the Terminator made him. And in a way, to this day, it's, it's his most iconic role. So it's unimaginable. And Hollywood is, there are, like, we could do this slot for hours because there are so many. It was like Al Pacino has a list of an old despite being in so many movies he turned down so many other things uh and when you get to a movie like uh raiders of the lost ark there seems to have been everyone was in line for that for a while tom Selleck was well, that, up that, that is what i have heard and they, they wouldn't release him from his contract is that right on tv yeah, exactly. Because, you know, he had to roam the beaches of uh, Hawaii with that moustache <laughs> and cigar and stuff. So it was very important. But again, I just, you know, it, it, it's almost the chicken and egg. How do you know? But it's so hard to conceive of Indiana Jones without the wonderful Harrison Ford. It just seems like Tom Selleck, I don't think, would have worked in that role. He, I don't think he was flippant enough for it, if you know what I mean. Mm. And oddly enough, the other uh, great, Harrison Ford role, of course, is Han Solo. And Christopher Walken was high up on the list for that one. Now, to me, that's a, that's that's bananas because Christopher yes. Walken's wired to a different planet. And I mean that as a compliment, but Christopher Walken just has this odd otherworldly presence. He is a menace about him and a charm, but it's a kind of a charming menace. I just can't see him, you know, in the jungles of Brazil going after, you know, artefacts and stuff like yeah. that. It's kind of a charming recklessness of Harrison Ford versus the charming menace of, yes. of Christopher Walken. Um, 
there there is a movie that I I have seen clips of the alternate version, and it's the Back to the Future movies and Eric yeah. Stoltz because these these exist. If you go looking online, you can find some of the clips wherein they shot quite a chunk of the first movie with a different actor than Michael J. Fox. It's bananas. Eric Stoltz, six weeks into it, and especially back then in the 80s, like that was a long time. And they're, they're all on YouTube, as you say. The problem is he was kind of too earnest if you watch them. He was taking time travel very seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I suppose it is a serious <laughs> Questioning business. the paradoxes raised by uh, yes. the, the DeLorean and its flux capacitor. Yeah, he wasn't happy with the space kind continuum <laughs> and the little rifts that were in as well. So Michael J. Fox brought this, again, a kind of flippant charm to it as well, you know, and, and I, I don't know, you know, Robert Zemeckis is, is is a pretty authoritarian director, I think. So he, he had his way in the end, but six weeks in and they just had to call time on it. But thank God they did, because I just don't think those movies would be as beloved. And Eric Stoltz is a fine actor, don't get me wrong, but that teenage joy that uh, Michael J. Fox brought to them. I, it just stole, sorry, I don't think anyone could have ever replaced them. And, you know, again, like Schwarzenegger, I mean, they made Michael J. Fox's career, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's, he's unimaginable. He is Marty McFly. It's the role that defined him. And, and uh, I mentioned earlier that apparently Nicolas Cage was almost Aragorn in the Lord of the Rings movies. Russell Crowe was on the shortlist to be Aragorn as well. And actually, I want to ask you about a Russell Crowe Movie and this is kind of we're, we're, we're kind of gone off script a little bit here because this isn't <laughs> to do with uh, a different casting but a, a sequel that kind of yeah. came on my radar when I was looking into this. There was going to be a Gladiator two and a pretty mental one at that. Yeah, no, there still is. Apparently, Ridley Scott was, uh, is is doing something where it's going to be kind of a prequel. But the original idea was from the pen and the mind of the great. But again, possibly wired differently than a lot of us, the great Nick Cave. And he had this idea that Maximus would come back and help the kind of the war between when you Christianity. Say come back, he was dead. Yes, but he would come back. There was not a problem for Nick Cave. We'll just we'll just bring him back, you know. Right. And then he's going to be able to work through the the chasm between the old gods and Christianity. And apparently, the script it was doing the rounds in Hollywood, and it read very well. But it was just too off the wall for them to ever make. But you know, and there's there's a whole there's a whole list in in Hollywood, you know, of of it's bigger than the movies that have made of movies that weren't mm. made and these legendary scripts that are front and that's one of them, the Nick Cave Cave Gladiator well, 2 script. Le- let's get back on script then yes, before we go. Message. Was was Robin Williams nearly in the shining? Yeah, it's not bananas. Uh, Absolutely crazy. I thought it was very strange that Stanley Kubrick said he was too too psychotic, you know, which is kind of like the kettle and the pot and all that. But I suppose he has a point in that, you know, Robin Williams, he was a fine dramatic actor as well as being a comedian. He made, in the early noughties, he made a couple of really good movies. It was Insomnia, was that yes. one? And there was one another hour one. Fo- one Hour, one hour photo, photo, that's it. Around the and same was, time, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. And don't forget Goodwill Hunting, his towering performance of all time, yes. if you ask me. But I just don't think him up in the Overlook Hotel losing his marbles saying, here's Johnny. Was quite <laughs> Dressed the right as Mrs. Doubtfire. 
exactly, exactly. Doing the Jumanji games. But uh, incidentally, Billy Crystal, who was great pals with Robin Williams, was meant to be or was offered Buzz Lightyear, the voice, uh, and he regrets it to this day. It's wow. his biggest regret. Yeah. Again, I don't think that's that much of a leap. I could see him doing that. He does great cartoon voices, Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah. So you, you mentioned a Goodwill Hunting. Matt Damon was in that. Matt Damon was nearly in Brokeback Mountain. Yes. And he said that he had done the talented Mr. Ripley. So he was a gay character and that he'd done all the pretty horses. He was a cowboy. So, you know, this was a less, a less, you know, aware time. He said, I can't play a gay cowboy next, having previously played a gay person and then a cowboy. So he, he called time on that. But thank God he did, because again, that movie is unimaginable. If Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal weren't in it, I don't think it would have been quite as successful because Jake or, or Heath Ledger's role of that as, as the man who just, you know, can't be honest about who he truly is. It's, oh, it's, it's better than his role in The Joker. Really. Yeah, he got he got an Oscar nomination for it, I think. He got the yeah. win, obviously, for The Joker posthumously. John, this is really, really interesting. As you said, there's a long list here and we could go through it, but it's fascinating <laughs> to think what those movies might have looked like. Keith in Dublin says, what if Steve McQueen and Diana Ross had been cast in The Bodyguard instead of Kevin Costner and Whitney Hughes? I'm, I'm fairly sure Steve McQueen was dead by the time The Bodyguard was made. Wasn't it? Bodyguard was, he was early 90s? Nine- yeah, mid nineties. I'm nearly sure he was dead as well. Yeah, I mean, so it would have been hard. Would, would have been hard, Keith, to cast him in it. Anyway, John, listen, an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million. We'll talk to you again soon. I'm sure lots still to come on the hard shoulder. Don't go anywhere. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.